Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. All right. Well, let's head down Corpus Christi Way. Let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb, see what he's up to this morning. Hey, Cliff, what's going on, bud? Oh, morning, Mickey. All good, buddy. All good. Looks like some good weather today for the outdoors. Winds are light. <clears throat> Maybe get rid yes. of that fog we didn't have. But that fog's been bad. Boy, it has. Boy, Blaine's been fighting it since Thanksgiving on his deer lease, man. Oh, it's just been man, terrible. I was thinking about him. The morning hunts just kills your morning hunt. Oh, it does. It just kills. It just kind of like getting half the half the time of hunting. You know, the time the fog lifts off, everything's quit moving. <laughs> so you go back to the camp and you right. take a nap for nothing. You know, it's Watch it drizzle all day. You know, he's I been getting drizzle. drizzling rain all day long, man. Yeah, Every day. he hadn't been exact, exactly hunting uh, I had some good fishing this week, though. You know, I had Mike come down, the mainstream marketing guys, and then uh, Alan, the guy that has the uh, tackle town, and uh, Bo, his his manager, and all. And a whole bunch of really good fishermen came. I had six people in the boat on Wednesday, so I was a nervous wreck. Where do you go? <laughs> where do you go? You know, just including myself, five guys. You know, where do you? You're not going to dress fish. You know, so you're just definitely going to have to pull pull a wade. And right. you know, I told you, on fish, if for some reason it pulled out there. In that four or five foot of water, and it's just uh, right. really hard to get on a on a on a drift like that. So, I sit there, man. I just scan my books, scan the books, and I just, you know, I'm real bad about when I'm when I don't know what what to do, and I'm not on them or nothing. I go back and just read records of weather conditions and tide conditions, and try to find something that matches what I'm dealing with right now. And I did. I found some stuff that matches, and uh, so I pull in. and We get to this point, and uh, I says, "Well, I know the fish are going to be deep this morning. They're not going to be up shallow. And they were. They were deep." And uh, I'll pull up on this big point, and I, I put three out on the point, and I put the other two guys and myself kind of on the side of the point, kind of working down both edges of that point. Uh-huh. And uh, Mike's out on the point, throwing a salt, or still with a heavy dime. He started out with a heavy dime, a little heavy dime. I look over there, Mike's bowed up twice. I go, man, this is good. <laughs> you know, the guys were having, you know, maybe nine, ten fish a day. Anyway, to make a long story short, we sat on that point and caught over 50 fish on that point, Mickey. It was insane. You know, they got off the hard dine, and they went to the soft dine. Mike and, uh, went to the soft dine, and then Alan put on that uh, Bay Mistress, uh, the one that Jay makes, that soft dine that Jay makes. And, man, he started wailing those three- to four-five-pound fish 
on that awesome. uh, soft iron. Yeah, so uh, we just spanked them. We, we, I, I told those guys, we're not moving. I said, you know, we're on fish the way things are. We're going to sit here until they quit. Right. And we were at probably 60 fish plus. And then we pulled the boat, kind of lick our wounds a little bit, you know, and <clears throat> kind of slowed down there for a little while. I said, okay, man, I'm going to make a little move and uh, see what we can do. And, and Mike says, you know, I haven't, we have not kept any fish. There's no fish in the boat. We kept nothing. And I was hoping I could bring my wife a redfish. You know where any redfish are? And I said, yeah, I, got, I know where some redfish are, you know. So I pull out about four or five miles farther north, and I pull up on the shoreline. It's solid trout. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it, So. Alan throws a top water, a skitter walk out there, smack, I can hear it from the boat, you know, about a four or five pound trout. And I look over there and Mike's got one on a Maridine and guy's got one on a on a soft plastic, you know, he's got one on that uh, XL, a watermelon red. He's got a good trout, like four or five pounds. And then I said, man, there's no redfish here because the trout are here. What a bad problem. <laughs> yeah, said, you want to catch trout, just have a customer request redfish and you can't <laughs> get out of the nuts, trout. That was, that, that's the way that it works. absolutely nuts, you know. But uh, And then this cork goes by. Way out deep, you know. Had a fish it's on funny, it. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's got a fish on it. And most of the time, you know, when I throw it, those carts, it's a hard head. That's just, you need to do all that stuff, and it's a hard head. You know, <laughs> you know how it is. And so, and so Alan throws over there, and he, he hooks that cork. He reels it. has got a four-pound trout on it. That was cool. <laughs> but he, he took the cork off, wrapped the cork up, you know, took it out of the water so it wouldn't get somebody's prop, and let the fish go. So it was a win situation, but. Man, we went to, to slow fishing back up to getting a lot better, so I'm hearing more catches. Of course, Mansfield's just on fire, you know. I've been fishing hearing that. Those guys yeah. are – well, a lot of y'all's fish went through the land cut down there too, didn't they? Yeah, and that's just – you know, Chad and I were talking about that on the day what happened. So our water temperature got to 94, 96 degrees in the winter – I mean, in the in the summer, and we're waiting for that winter coolness to cool it down. Well, what happened is – they felt that cooler water from Mansfield, that Gulf water coming with that southeast wind. Uh-huh. Those fish pushed through that cut. We're thinking, and a lot of fish summered in Mansfield. They pulled out and got that cooler water coming in from the Gulf and left that hot Laguna Madre. And so, you know, a lot of our fish went that way, and they're just now coming back through the cut. There's fish coming through the cut now. Right. You know, the sloughs are, are picking up, and as this water falls down, we had another big push of water, Mickey. And, uh, you know, we have these big pushes, and when they fall out, we catch them, so. Hopefully it'll be good. You coming? Are you coming Monday and Tuesday? I can't because I've I got an MRI on Tuesday. Oh man, oh, uh, your leg? Yeah, my knee. Uh, did uh, John didn't call you and tell you? No, no. He just texted me. It, uh, just uh, no. Just sent me a text. That we're on for Monday. I didn't, I didn't didn't know you weren't coming. That's a bummer. Yeah, him and Raphael are coming. And uh, okay, we'll be thinking about you, buddy. Yeah. Well, I I got to get this <laughs> taken care of. I know it. I know. Yeah, that's uh, you find out what's wrong with it. Maybe they can can hook you up, and they can do a lot now. You know, with yes, the, put a little hole in your leg and go in there yeah, with a scope. Uh, if you got money, you can get a lot done. You know, my my buddy had that uh, the stuff. You know, where they take your blood cells out and put it inject at the kinetic kinetic. What's it called? Uh, yeah, QC kinetics or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, sir. He had that done in his shoulders. You know, he ripped both his rotator cups. He tried to pick up a wheelbarrow that weighed about 300 pounds, my buddy. What? Tore his rotator cuff. Yeah, poor guy, you know, and he's lived with that pain all his life, you know. And so he finally got those things injected. Man, he's, he could put he could put a 50-pound sack of deer corn in my feeder now for me. I'm loving it, you know, like that. So it did work for him, had his knees done. So it did work, but it, he wasn't bone on bone. You know, we're just 
I, on my shoulders, it's, it's bone on bone. There's no, there's nothing there. Yeah, that's the way my that's the way my knee is, and and the majority of it's arthritis, and yeah. uh, it's just all all that inflammation. It's just, you know, you just have your good days and bad. Well, you just got to watch what you do. If you overdo it, then you're down for a week. Just yeah. you're not really down, but I mean, you're in pain and a lot of things you can't do, and it's uh, yeah, that's it. That's it, it, it buddy. Old, you know, just, it is. You just gotta. Grit your teeth and go, you know, and just uh, it's it's it, when you My stop hurting. Best advice it's be for anybody <laughs> if they're going to live to be seventy, eighty years old, don't yeah, play sports or do anything when you're young. Just be a yeah. be lazy. Don't wear out everything. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all yeah, over here again. I'd have I'd have thrown the baseball down and the tennis racket and everything else, and just dealt Man. with a lot of boat rides. Yeah, I think about that too. That some of those big waves I took off of, and I bounced off the bottom a couple of times. Maybe oh, I should have taken God. off. <laughs> Maybe rolled. I should have not taken hey, that one. <laughs> yeah, getting rolled on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, could have been worse. That's it could have been over live coral. <laughs> I've done that too. I've done that too. <laughs> Lord, I've come up and needed stitches too. So yeah, that's all good. But yeah, it's it's funny what you 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 do young, you pay for older you know, later in life. But you do. The good thing it, is is they're getting getting things that can help us out a little bit. You know, like these things you can take, these anti-inflammatories and stuff that really helps. So yeah. Anyway, we're still going, buddy, and, and uh, wouldn't want yeah, any other way. Yeah, buddy, mine gave me some uh, Malexican or whatever it is, and that yeah, stuff that's works what wonders. I've been taking that for years, Mickey. It's just really good. And you know what, my vet told me so. You know, my dog's getting twelve years old, and she's getting real down and you know hurt and stuff and uh, don't give them advil don't give them nothing give them a malexican the same stuff we're taking just three milligrams of it and my yeah. vet told me that i give you know, i give it to her every couple of days in her food and oh my god she's like a puppy you gotta watch the two, uh the two drugs i'm giving my lab uh uh-huh. because of her her knees she can't even bend them right you know one she had that acl tear and they had to put that cam in there and do all that surgery and the other one she just messed it up from favoring the other one but I forget the names of them, but my wife uh, gets them, you know, refilled, and I put her on that, and she's 12, and she's doing good. I mean, it made a huge yeah, it difference. A lot. It does, you know. You know, she's from all the trembling, on. you know, and, boy, yeah. her chest and everything's huge. She's built all mm-hmm. her muscles up in the front end from walking on her front legs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We still take ours to the walk in the morning and look forward to it, but they're doing good. And, you know, I've been doing a little hunting. So Freddie called me the day and he says, man, I'm going to, he texts me about seven Oh five. Ding. I hear right. the thing. And he said, it's not down to about a 50 pound foul. He says, I don't want it. You want it? And I said, just a minute. So it's about an hour and a half drive. I jumped in the truck and went and got that foul pig. There you go. Skinned her out, skinned her out real good. And then I came home and made some pan sausage. Oh my God. Oh, it that good. Got my season made some pan sauces, so I got my got number two pig in the freezer. All good. Those, those feral hogs are up. good, man. I mean, well, if you feed them all year, like, like we do, make, yeah, make the corn. way they're fed and what they eat, their diet. Hey, they're they're really good. Let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll come right back right, at you. Hang on, buddy. All right. all right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the Miralure Little John. It's a three and three quarter inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. And even try the Little John XL. What a great bait for suspending with light jig heads. And what I do is I attach these to a jig head for wading her out of the boat. And the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John's injected with a secret fish catching scent. It has a darting action. 
and it's irresistible to game fish. And the Little John's so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait, and the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors. All it does is produce results day in and day out. That's the Mirror Lure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Mirror Lure. Go to MirrorLure.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 610 presents... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 618 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Cliff Webb. All right, Cliff, we're back, bud. All right, Mickey. You know, I was sitting there thinking about how much things have changed on our big trout baits in the winter, Mickey, how much we've changed things. So, you know, there for a long time, the big trout bait in the winter was topwater. You know, that was mm-hmm. a big deal. And I threw soft plastic in topwater, caught those monster fish with pike and stuff from topwater. And then the corky came out, met Paul Brown. Right. And then it was a straight back corky. It was a regular corky. It wasn't a fat boy. It was a regular corky. So it yeah. sank a lot faster than the fat boy. Had to work it different. Yes. And then the corkies were all different. Some floated, uh, some you know, a little faster than others. I don't know how many air bubbles they had on, what the, the salinity level was of the water. So things were different. So you had to learn how to work that bait. And all it was, a little twitch and rolling the bait over and showing the eye to the fish. That's kind of how we worked that bait. Then all of a sudden, the fat boy came out. The fat boy allowed you to throw into the wind, you know, allowed you to fish out of the water, allowed the average fisherman to work a bait easier simply because you could pop the rod, make it work sideways. You didn't have to do a lot of finesse to it. And then it's funny how now the soft dimes are taking over, <laughs> taking off oh, the fat yeah. boy, you know, and now I'm watching the soft dimes come in play. You know, I've got some tournament fishermen that I fish with that are just absolutely deadly with soft dimes. Yeah. And I watch soft the way is a great bait. It really is. It is, you know, it's a, uh, and it do doesn't, you know, like, it. you know, my buddy Barry caught a big fish and man sold the seven pound the other day. And he caught on one of those high daughter soft dimes, you know, and he said, he said that seven pound trout when he got through it just he said there wasn't nothing left to it. He bent it up so many plate you know, so many 
different way you could sow it again. But if you catch a seven, ten pound trout on one, who cares if it tears it up? Hey, they exactly <laughs> all donated to that. But boy, when redfish get a hold of them, I, oh, they it are. breaks That's my heart. Go, that was my favorite yeah. color. The last one oh, I had that color, and it's man. destroyed. They had they did that to me, you know. I just I have a real real favorite bait, and I'll just be sure there's no redfish in there before I throw because they'll get it back in yes. the crushers, and it will not come back the same. You know, it just doesn't work. You, I don't care how you can, they bend that wire a certain way, and you just don't get it to run right. You know, <clears throat> and I look at the, the the baits now. How you know in the old days, the corky's eyes could be uneven, the tail could have a little notch where. There was a bubble in the tray, and the bubble popped and made a little notch and a little half moon the side of your mm. tail on your, on your corky. Well, that would make it run different. It run, it kind of tilted that side. And now you look at the, you know what Jay and those guys are doing. Everything's pretty good. You know the the cork is level in there. That little piece of cork that's tilted, your bait won't run right. You want to make sure that cork is straight up on the back. And I tell people when you go, if you go to the store and look at those on the on the on the uh, shelf. There'll be a couple of them that's tilted a little bit. Leave those alone. <laughs> no, let somebody else pick them up. Yeah, or but, bend uh, them. You know, try to bend them back straight. You can do that. You can do it. Bend them straight. But, And I always tell people, before you throw it in the water, I said throw it about five or six feet in front of you like that and see what it's doing and see if it's running to one side. Yeah. And then you can bend a little bit, make sure it's running, and just don't fire it out there, you know. But I was just thinking how much our baits have changed in our soft plastics. You know, the, the Little John is just really – you know, we had some sandals, Norton sandals and stuff, and that little jaw now with the scented and the tougher bait and the fatter plastic has a slower sink rate. Yes. And that's why I like it. it. It stays in front of the fish longer because it's fatter and it goes down slower. You know, so it's amazing how the these manufacturers are keying into what we want. You know, they're, they're listening to what we need. That's exactly right. And that all the successful bait companies listen to the pros that are throwing them, mm-hmm. you know, new ideas. You know, that's like... Like Robin, you know, making that little that little uh, PMB, you know, that uh, that little bait we're throwing now looks like a neogar. You know what that stands for, don't you? Yes, I do. Piss <laughs> <Piss> and vinegar. <laughs> I know. I like Robin. I talked to Robin the other day. He makes me laugh. Oh, that's he hilarious. After yeah, his he's, grandson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's something else, man. He, he's just quite the, <laughs> the hunter and fisherman. He really is something. I. I had the pleasure for him to come down one time and fish with me, and uh, Mike Herring brought him down. And we're we're going down the Kunamata, going to I take him to a bunch of big trout, you know, and this big old school of redfish. And then I drive by it. I don't stop. And he uh, grabs me by the shoulder. He goes, what, 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 those, yeah, those are redfish. He goes, we're not going to catch them. I said, do you want to catch redfish? And he goes, yeah. And he, went, he sat there and caught them until his arms came off. You know, he thought that was a big – they don't have the redfish we got, you know, schools no. like that. They've you know, got them over there, like, but they don't. They don't uh, school up and get them like we do here. Yeah, you know, it could, and that school went down. You just see the mud ball on the bottom. So I just dropped the oh, color more down yeah. and followed that mud ball. It was just. I said, when you get tired of catching them, you let me know, and we'll go get some let big me know. trout. We'll go catch a big trout if you'd like to have yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He caught some big old trout. <laughs> he had one on. I still, I still regret not getting the net. Oh my God, Robin had this big trout on. I'm cocky. I'm going to snap the boga grip on it. You know, without netting it. And man, I wish I could do that over again. <laughs> I wish I'd put the net on that fish because we caught some sevens and you know maybe one about eight, and this fish was bigger. So man, I wish I'd have netted that one. I was yeah. gonna be cocking to snap it on the bottom lip and lift it out. And about the time he he did that slurp and pop and spit water in my face, and it was over. You know, but uh, 
I was, I was hoping you're coming, Mickey. I was all fired up this week about you I coming. Know. I said, well, I finally got through the lull. You know, I'm going to get to fish with you. But well, that's the only day I could get in there. I mean, I just, I know. you know, if not, I had, I'll have to wait till after New Year's. Well, I don't, yeah, that's when, well, when you're in pain, it's not much fun anyway. So we'll get you fixed up and hope I'll get you back here in January, February, yeah. or March. Yeah. You know, it's uh, my, my hand, my books are getting full in, in that time, but you can always step on our boat. There's, there, I don't think any of my customers would, would just love to have you come along anytime. You know? And they all might leave me down at uh, Clayburg Point or something. <laughs> I'll leave you on some guy. deep point. Throw him out. Yeah. Penascal or Clayburg or something. Yeah, heck yeah. Which is fine. If I got supplies in a tent, I'll 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 weed it out. Let's roll. You know, I had a customer tell me that uh, they had a double boat uh, trip booked in the back of the bay, back of Allison with a bunch of guys, and uh, they're all waiting over there at Starvation Point, and uh, they all got back in the boat, and everybody thought that guy was in somebody else's boat. They went back to camp at 9 o'clock. He's not there. Where's so-and-so? He was still in the water at 9 o'clock. They left him on that bank. Oh, and, uh, Lord. You know, it has that big old bluff next to the right. edge. You know, what he said, he said, I crawled up in that bluff and kind of dug a little hole. and said, all these animals and all these noises behind me and coyotes <laughs> all around me. Yeah, the hogs you know, will eat you over there. <laughs> oh, and, you know, he says, I don't have a cigarette lighter to make a fire. The mosquitoes are all over me. He said, and then I saw that. Red and white light coming. He said it was like Jesus is coming to get me, man. He said it, it was great. He pulled in there. Well, that had to be a weird oh, feeling to be left out there like that. Man. You know, as a guide, you got to come back with the same amount you left with. That, that, yeah, uh, that's pretty much uh, you pretty know, important. You know, it's pretty you important to get the guys, guys back in your the boat. boat. You definitely want to return to the dock with those. <laughs> you, you look around, hey, okay, yeah, we're missing one. Oh, my God. I, I, you know, in that story about those people in that dive, they went diving and they left a diver in the water many years ago. I've, heard, that. That, I've heard several stories about stuff like that. That's crazy. You know, it? just come on, man. You got to have. They made a movie about time. that, didn't they? Uh, I know it. They did. Yes, they did. It was called yeah, In the Water it. or of something. I don't know. And the sharks yeah. were after that man and woman. That's crazy. Uh, the only thing I had really scary was I've had fog come in on you so bad you can't find the boat back. Right. And it happened to me one time, only one time, and it cleared up. So that's when we had those DFH radios, and I put it on number 16 and turned the squelch where it almost break. Then every once in a while, it would go, and I could find my boat. You know, So that's how we would do it. We would Man. wait a barge to come by, and they would break the radio so we could find the boat. But now, I'll wait till the fog clears, buddy. There's too much traffic. You'll get run over. So yeah, this now, day and age, the way people run the shorelines, I mean – no, sir. I had a close call kidding. over in Sabine Lake one time when my brother-in-law guy was running right against the bank, and, I mean, we're in the fog. I, I was surprised anybody was out there. We never saw another boat yep. that morning, and, man, we're catching some good fish on original corkies. And mm -hmm. I hear this boat coming. It kept coming and coming. I'm going, man, he, he we're riding a flyway for this guy. So yep. I started whistling super loud, as loud as I could. Now you put your fingers in your mouth and whistle super loud, and he heard it and yeah. he shut down. God, good deal. Mm. Yeah, mm -mm. and he he apologized, yeah. but you know it's yeah. And you can't see a light doesn't do you any good, but that's that's they should almost where you should carry a whistle. I tell people a lot of my guys carry a whistle uh, yeah. on a rope in their pocket, you know, whistle a little light, you know, if they're going to fish real early like that. The only trouble we had was the commercial drummers and the. Uh, in the wintertime, they run those little Vanoy skiffs, and uh, uh -huh. they'll be running wide open down those shorelines, and uh, 
One time this guy's reached back with a cough can dipping the water out of the back of his boat. And he goes by me, Mickey, about 15 feet. He never sees me. And he gets parallel with me. I yell at him. And he jumps up like that, and he sees me, goes by, and looks at me, just puts his hands on top of his head and kept on going. You know, that just, it can happen. So, you know, I tell people when you hear a boat, just go ahead and walk up on the bank. You know, just go ahead and get up there on the bank if you're close. Boy. You know, but if I put somebody out now in conditions like that, we're in so heavy, we're in the heavy rocks where they're not going to hit you. They're going to hit a rock where they hit you. So if I put somebody out like that, it's going to be in real heavy rocks where they can't get yeah. to you, you know. But uh, anyway, got to be safe this winter, guys. We don't want any more accidents this Things winter. we go through to catch big trout. Yes, sir. It is, buddy. But the safety is number one, that's for sure. But looking for a good winter, Mick, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna hose them this year. Yeah, that uh, cold winter they were predicting it hadn't gotten, it hadn't got here yet. I know. So. I wish it would. It's killing my deer season. God, there's no, you know, not coming to corn. There's so much green. They're not coming to the feeders. Right. It's just, it's tough on my place too. You know, real tough. I'm hearing, you know, a lot of dismal reports from down your way, you know, South Texas. Mm-hmm. But it's early yet. You know, we got the rut to look forward to. Hopefully things change and the weather will change when all that Yeah, I saw some, comes. some monsters come out of Woodsboro, Mickey. Uh, you know, Chris Culture's got that place at Woodsboro. Just He's got right. three book gear off that place already this year. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Just monsters. Just absolute monsters. Okay. Woodsboro, well, who'd ever thought? Man. Yeah, we'll get our turn. We're next. I hope you get a chance. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hope you get a chance to me. Yeah, I hope your knee gets good enough where you can hunt. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better now since I started that Malexican or whatever you call it. Malexican, uh, yeah. Yeah, Malexican. Or, you taking 15 milligrams or what? 15, 15 probably, 15, right? one a day, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. No yeah. side effects. So yeah, I've been taking it for years, Mickey. It's not, there's no side effects from it. It's, it's much better on your body than a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. I couldn't get out of bed without it. That's <laughs> terrible. But good luck on that. Let me know what they let me know what they uh, they do on the MRI. Let me know when you can fish again because I got to get you down here, buddy. Yeah, I got you. Well, I just want to be able to you know wade fish. And I don't know how long yeah. I could last right now. I mean, yeah, sure. If I'm on hard ground, I can walk a pretty good ways, but then you know then it starts flaring up. It's it's just it's hell to get old, you know. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So. You know, my oh, dad had both his knees. Uh, my dad had both his knees replaced at eighty years old, and this at the same time. And uh, I hope he was I'll on make it to eighty. God, <laughs> you know, he was on crutches. Go, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, three or four more, three or four weeks later, he's in Vegas. You know, doing playing cards in Vegas. It's like nothing happened. It's just amazing how fast yeah, he got over those. It things. affects the, you know people differently. Some people uh, that knee replacement it it really hurts them. You know, it it doesn't yeah. take good. And others, it's just like a new life. <laughs> I hope it works for you, buddy. Oh man, that's good. But we're gonna, guys. I'm looking forward to your buddy coming Monday Tuesday. I wish you were coming right, with man. the Mickey. We're gonna mention. I'll send you some pictures of some big fish. I hope. Please do. I hope so. John and them, John and Raphael, they're good guys. They deserve it. Uh, all good deal. All right. Deal. Well, hey, throw out a number. Somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you, man. All right, Mickey. I'm in area code three six one nine four nine zero seven zero seven. Hey, thanks all for right, having me on, buddy. Mickey. Hey, thanks, buddy. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Okay, you too. All right, that's Cliff Webb down in Corpus. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croakers, located right at the base of the Tech City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, their bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait or your tournament fish than with their oxygen 
response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display, different size bottles, all their regulators and diffusers. If you need more info, call Jason Cogbert at 281-701-8107. And when you're there, check out all their specials on their wild-caught Gulf Seafood. Their uh, shrimp, no farm raised at Boyd's, all wild-caught. Whether you're looking for the big 912s or the 1820s, 1618s, whatever, they have them and good prices. Check them out at boydsonestop.com or call them at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 636 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Lake Livingston now to Penwall Campground and Marina and check in with Mr. Harry Detance this morning. Harry, what's up, man? Hey, Mickey. Well, it's a nice, cool morning. We're 56 degrees up here this morning, and looking out, you know, I mean, I don't believe there, there's not a breath of wind. I don't think. Best I can tell, looking out across the lake, it's uh, it's just pretty slick out through there. Maybe just a little bit, but not not very much. But it's kind of one of them cool, crisp mornings. Uh, everything's in <laughs> pretty good shape here at Lisbon. We're just uh. You know, we're just a touch below normal pool, not much and right. all. And I think the release is somewhere around 1,500 and change down at the dam. And, right. uh, you know, if you look at the gauging stations going up the river, uh, there mm-hmm. is, I guess, Dallas area must have got a little little bit of moisture somewhere because right. there's a little bit more water coming down. So it looks like everything's going to be all right to me. It's been, uh, we've had a couple of grizzly days here, 
this week. Uh, this morning it was kind of sprinkling just a, a little bit, but right now it's not doing anything. So anyway, we're just in a transition period, Nicker. We're just waiting for uh, springtime. <laughs> yeah. But I'm seeing some, still seeing some, uh, you know, these front liners and stuff, they're catching nice catfish. Uh, I saw some crappie come in, and they came up off of the uh, uh, upper end of the lake. And they were some, they were some nice crappie. They really was. White bass, uh, you know, they've they pretty well played down. I mean, you can get out and beat the bushes and probably catch. There's still always a few uh, uh, staying in the lake. But, you know, it's getting real close, and they probably already have. I'm not sure. But, you know, they'll probably be heading, heading north trying to get a spawn off. So uh, everything's in really pretty good condition. I mean, as far as that, it's pretty, been really, really quiet around here, or and even the whole area has been extremely, extremely quiet. It's been one of the traffic's died way down and all. But... Uh, but every, other than that, everything's good. We've been, you know, getting a little bit of rain along. You know, uh, it's kind of freshened things up. So, uh, anyway, everything's going to be all right. But, yeah, did y'all get much rain out of these events we got here along the coast? It didn't look like that no, much went up that way. It didn't. It kind of sliced and went down the coastline, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had some clouds, and we might have got a few sprinkles, but, yeah. but I can't I, – I don't, we didn't get any any rain. I mean, uh, uh, tell you the truth, I mean, <laughs> a little rain would be pretty good right about now. I mean, we're not dry like we were by no means, right. but we need to get kind of get loaded back up while we can. Who knows what this spring and summer is going to bring? But uh, but anyway, it. Uh, well, you heard of any good deer in your area lately? Anybody uh, no, killed anything good not. up that way? No, I haven't talked to anybody that's that's done anything good and all. Uh, I did talk to a friend of mine. Uh, oh, I don't know, Mickey. It was uh, what three or four days ago. But you ever hear of a pump a pumpkin shoot? But a pumpkin they, ca- shoot. they call it a pumpkin shoot. Yep, they they set up some pumpkins, right? And. Uh, they were shooting across the bench rest, and they was hitting them pumpkins at a little over seven hundred yards. There you that's go. That's a long, that's a long poke down through there. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't even, <laughs> hey Mickey, I can't even see seven hundred yards. You know, I mean, I mean hey, these that's a, these new scopes, these optics they have nowadays, it uh, they, it uh, it changes the game on those long shots. It really does. You know your rifle and. You know, know the trajectory and all that. You can send some pokes out there, buddy. Well, they do. Well, you know those guys. They uh, uh, they all load their own rounds. You know, and then those rounds are weighed out to the you know to the smooth. Oh yeah, you know, they're all they're, they all fire just alike. You know, and and uh, you know, and I was telling him, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was, and these are all younger guys, but. But uh, I was telling him, you know, back in the day, you know, we used to go to turkey shoots and we hunted all over, you know. But then, let me tell you, you made you made a uh, 250, 300 yard yard shot. That was a long ways, you know. I mean, I mean, it was for 
for them, the rifles are the same. You know, I mean, heck, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, know, ballistics and rifles, the they're pretty much the same, but the optics, they're man, that's big, you know. But, my gosh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, all of my rifles, Nikki, I always, uh, I always uh, line them up with uh, uh, whatever scope I want to shoot. Like, uh, you know, if I, I uh, uh, you know, there wasn't, you know, we shot a long ways, but we were we didn't have the capabilities that they do now. I mean, yeah, you know, we just I'm, used the old holdover method back in the day. You know, yeah, now that's you can, exactly right. You can just dial yeah. your scope in, you know, to where uh -huh. you want it for the for the yardage, and then just yeah. squeeze it but, off. Barrel well, they, optic they trigger. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, I think they use their cell phones to help them dial them in. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they seven hundred yards is a long way. You know, the longest I, I did see when I was in the service. Uh, I was down on the firing range there in uh, uh, Fort Bliss, and they had a hundred targets. I hit ninety-eight out of a hundred, and the furthest one was uh, five hundred yards out. The yeah. ones that was easiest to miss was the 25 yards because you'd shoot, you'd shoot right over the top of it. But right. like the 500-yard targets, all you, ha all you had to do is line up with the target and, and, and you'd skip the bullet into the target. I mean, uh, some of them you'd hit head on, but some of them you'd hit, I don't know, uh, 20 yards in front of the target and the bullet would hit and skip and go and they counted it they counted it as a hit anyway you know so right but uh but yeah but uh yeah and they're and, doing uh, that with open sights yeah that was open sight hey yeah. that was open sights and running and jumping in a hole and shooting from a kneeling <laughs> position <laughs> and on your back over your head whatever they wanted you to do you know and and uh uh yeah that was that was straight away there wasn't no scopes on them you know at all <laughs> I mean, but yeah but that was a long time ago but we had and you know uh you know when i was lucky living there in new mexico you know we used to go uh bear hunting all the time there was one canyon that we'd hunt and i honestly don't know how far it was from the side we sat on to the to the opposite side but it was a long way and uh you know, we call that bombing. I mean, we was throwing bombs at the bears, but lobbing them in, man, lobbing in. They was, uh huh. They uh, they'd come out on them rocks early in the morning to let that do and stuff draw off their coats, you know, and kind of sun. Right. And there'd be uh, me and my, my friend. One of them was shooting. One of them was shooting, and one of them was watch. And and you'd watch for the bullet to land. Right. And then you'd adjust up to try to hit the bear, but I mean there was <laughs> there wasn't no range finders. The range no. finders, <laughs> you know, there wasn't anything like that. But you know, we had a great. We killed a bear one time, uh, Mickey, and uh, it took us it took us it took us several hours just to climb around, walk around to where that bear was, and we found him. And then it took my gosh, I don't hours. But all, but what we had to do, you couldn't get him back uphill. You just go downhill, and you just go down until you walk out of it. You'll walk out somewhere. There'll be some kind of old trailer or road down there, and it might be yeah. five miles up, you know. But, but uh, you just, you know, uh, time we got back, we about had all the hair wore off that bear and everything, you know, and he's been better if we didn't skin him out and put him out that way. But uh, it was it was all good, you know. We, we 
was sitting up yonder one time, Mickey, and, and uh, uh, this guy that we knew, uh, uh, he was kind of one of these fancy people. He come riding up on a mule, and that mule had a had, had a silver saddle on it, and, and uh, he had on press khakis and a 300 Weatherby and all of that, you know. And I mean, he was really strutting. He was talking a little bit, but anyway, something. He got back on that mule, and he was going to go on down the, the canyon, and something happened. I don't know if that, that mule throwed a fit, and he's hanging on that Weatherby. It come up and beat it off. It beat it all to pieces and everything oh, else, you know. But he had a he had a time, but, uh, you know, that was, that was back in the old days. I mean, I was looking at some pictures that I had, uh, my gosh, when we was kids, you know, and, and – uh, uh, We'd, we'd go, we was right there at the mountain, but we'd, my dad and his friends, they'd camp, they'd camp out for two weeks, and, and, you know, when you're a kid, you know, we thought them camps were great, I mean, and they were, I mean, our, you know, we thought that, boy, that was just a, a cat's eye, you know, what, you know, everything was good, we'd drink out of a stream, you know, and everything else, you know, but, but, I look at them old pictures and, and, and things, you know, and I said, boy, compared to today, that was bare bones camping, I guarantee you. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it was, uh, but at the time, we thought it, it was fine. You know, we had a good time doing that. But, they, uh, uh, you know, there was one lady up there, and she was a great big lady, and, and those guys always kidded her, you know, and her husband had drug her up an old, uh, mattress that she had sat on and she was sitting right in a uh, they used to have a, up in the mountain there they used to have a bunch of sawmills a couple of hundred years ago and and, and she was watching across that opening where that sawmill was the big guys were giving her a hard time and, and about how she shot and everything and they, her name was Eileen they said Eileen I bet you can't hit that bird up in that pine tree there and she had a a thirty forty Craig with iron sights on it, and I guarantee she busted that the bird right out the top of that tree. You know, she didn't offer to shoot again, but she shot one time and, and it shut him up. And that's all she said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, had a lot of good times doing things like that. New Mexico is pretty safe; it really is. I mean, we hunted all over New Mexico. Uh, you know, up in that Rio Doce area, we we hunted there a lot, and there was a lot of deer in that area and and but now i've got a friend he's still he's in kenny new mexico just outside of uh rio Dosa, just a little bit and, and uh, uh he uh he 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 got deer bear and turkey and stuff up and young but you know he said he said the elk has pushed all of the deer out of the mountain they pushed the deer down on the flats and at that time when we was in there, you know, there wasn't a lot of elk, but I guess that elk population had really came up, and they got lots and lots of elk, but uh, they, they got, we call them saucers. You can stand up on those mountains, especially over on that Capitan side, and, and you could look for three days out through there, and the way the clouds look, it looked like you see daylight, dark, and daylight, and they just call it three days, but they had a bunch of big old saucers out yonder, and, and those old bucks, they'd come down the mountain, they'd walk up through the flats, and they'd get in those saucers, and they'd just kind of bed down and hide out out yonder. Right. And uh, we used to, uh, uh, we'd walk way out to them saucers, you know, but, you know, when you're about 19, 20, 21 years old, you can walk a long ways, you know. Sure, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's a big difference <laughs> nowadays. Big 
difference. There wasn't no, there wasn't no four wheeler or or a mule or nothing like no. that. The mule was a four legged mule, and all his level to kick it, you know. We, We'd, uh, we'd hunt this deer out in the saucer and kill some nice, nice bucks and all. Uh, we'd just push them up out of it. There'd be those saucers. They'd have a bunch of cedar trees and stuff like that down in them, you know, and a good place for this uh, deer to bed down. But we killed some nice ones. But we'd, a lot of them, we had one place that we used to like to hunt, and, and we'd take horses up, but... Every, uh, but we would go up this ravine, and it's nearly straight up. So what you do, you know, uh, one guy lead the horse, one guy ride the horse, and you get about four guys hanging on to the tail, and that horse will still pull you up the mountain. It makes it a lot easier. It, it, it sure does. But, but anyway. Yeah, what amazes me, these guys go on those hunts, you know, and they, they'll be walking, uh, they'll be packing in with those horses and walking on those little ledges and the drop-offs. Nah thousands of feet uh, below you like well yeah, i hope this horse stays <laughs> stays on track you don't want to do it that that with any horse so I mean, you know and it, and it takes pretty get right down to it better if you're riding, riding a mule or something like that but they're a little more sure-footed but they do it all the time you know and, and uh uh you know i mean you, i'd have to take good old sure feud sure-footed that. mule <laughs> yep I've got a picture of my uh, great great grandmother. She's riding a mule, and this was my gosh, a hundred years ago. And she's riding a mule right down a little old ledge like that, going all the way down in the Grand Canyons. I don't know when oh. that picture was taken. It was taken, I don't know, you know, uh, 1900s, early 1900s somewhere. But uh, goodness, but uh, they used to take. Uh, now they still might do. They used to take people on mule rides up and down that canyon. Right. And, uh, I mean, of course, like those 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 animals, they do that every day of the week, and they know what's going on. You know, I mean, but uh, my God, if you was on one of them little ledges and one of them critters bust loose on you, my God, you'd never quit. You'd never quit. Yeah, you get uh, in that falling, loose I mean, shell, and man, all oh, the footing no. falls out from under you. That's not good, uh, man. It's That's... it's not a good thing. It, yeah. It, it ain't good at all. But, Only a mount, mountain goat can uh, navigate in that kind of territory. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you talk about them goats. It, uh, that one area, all them captains up yonder, those captains, there there wasn't hardly any traffic. They was pretty isolated. And not they had a pretty brushy, and, and uh, most people didn't like to go there. But we hunted them pretty good. And, uh, but, you know, I was sitting uh, – Sitting there watching an opening one day, and I heard something in behind me, and, and here come this guy. He come walking up out of nowhere, and he he had one one arm, and and uh, he had his rifle, and he is he is trying to drag uh, a goat, and I mean, but what had happened? He thought he had a real trophy, and to him, it probably was a trophy. It was a nice goat, but, you know, 150 years ago, all of the people that were settling there, their areas would, uh, their goats would get out, and then they get to running wild, and they mix with other goats, and and, uh, and you can get around some of them rock cliffs and stuff, and every now and then, you can just look up, and there'll be a big old billy goat <laughs> looking back down at you, you know, and, and uh that guy, he had one. He was dragging that thing out and going to save it. But I tell you what, 
I mean, he had to be pretty tough to do that because them old Billy Goats, they smelt so bad. I mean, oh, yeah. Really tough, but, but, <laughs> I ain't uh, much yeah, on goat. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he thought he thought he had a real prize, but we used to hunt them. There wasn't no season on them goats at all. I mean, but we used to, we just used to hunt them for the fun of it. But, but uh, yeah, he was, uh, I think, uh, I hate to say it, I think he was from Texas, you know. <laughs> and, and there was, there was two guys coming out of Texas, and they was coming back out of out of uh, Rio Dosa going down to the valley, going back towards Texas, you know. And, they, and then the game wardens would uh, uh, they'd set up roadblocks, and they'd yeah. check you, you know, for deer or whatever, you know. That's the only way out, so you know you had to go through them. That's and, it, uh, one road in and one road out. It's kind of like going to Smith Point down here on the coast. Is. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, Harry, I got All to right. run, buddy. If somebody wants to call you up there at Pinwall, how do they get a hold of you, man? Just call us here at Pinwall. That number is uh, 936-967-4752. Mickey, you have a good day. We're going to do it, Harry. You do the same, All buddy. Right. Take All care. Right. Thank good you. Good talking Bye-bye. to you. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That's Harry Detan up at Pinwall Campground and Marina on Lake Livingston, just right up the road. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.